0: I just have to. Is there any, Mike, self-blame? Is there any time you say, I cause what happened? Even though I may be innocent, there's a part of me that caused me to be here. Well, there's no doubt about it. We write our own story in life. Whatever we do, whatever, whatever good we do in life, we get good in return. Whatever ill we do, we get ill in return. There's no doubt about it. So you think you're paying for something now? Well, I think I've used bad judgment, and I mean, I had to deal with the circumstances. That i do believe was um, normally a fair circumstance, but regardless, it was a circumstances that I have to deal with. So there's no bitterness, or is there? I'm not bitterness, but you know, I, this is one time I would like to have a little revenge. You know, what I mean, I, I I always go from this perspective. Um, whatever happens, you know what I mean. And sometimes you hit me with your best shot, and we see how I handle it. But when the same thing happens to you, we must always remember, never to take it personal. I never take this personal. And that's how I used to look at my life. It's never take it personal, because eventually one day we'll grow old and we'll die, and then we won't have to worry about anyone thing to say about us any longer. How about that,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast where. Facts or facts, and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's confetti heavy, Welly.
2: What I what am I celebrating?
1: Your confetti's always heavy, sir. Eh, I'm not you're, cel- you're always in a joyous mood.
2: I I try to be um better than America.
1: Better than America. Because America's
2: not okay. I've realized that. You you seen that? You see what happened in front of my apartments, right?
1: I I did see that. Did yeah. you get the details? I did not see the details.
2: Well, the details are. This man figured out his wife was cheating on him. Right there's this um, there's this office building about two blocks from here in the Randall's parking lot, and um in this Randall's parking lot um it's I think it's a distribution center um, this man figured out his, his wife was cheating, so he went in there, shot the guy she was cheating with, shot him too, uh, shot her too, jumped inside his truck, and obviously he just got two blocks away, he flipped over the median right in front of the house, and um he burnt to death.
1: Yeah, I seen, I seen, I seen the charred vehicle on the news with
2: him inside. Oh wow! For some strange reason, life Flight was just hovering above the apartment for a little while. I guess they thought they were gonna probably save him, but that was a fail. So, with that being said, like I said, like I said, America, you're not okay. Because my main question was, what you run for? You, you, you. you I'm just saying, like realistically, what you run for.
1: You just killed two people? You just killed two people. Broad daylight. In broad
2: daylight. Niggas, everybody saw you. Most you, likely. You're not getting away with yeah, that. Yeah. You're so not getting away with
1: that. you
2: running. I mean, I feel like it was. I, I label it an accidental suicide. But I felt like he probably was about to kill himself anyway. Oh, yeah. And what type of driving was he doing to where he flipped over and the car burnt up? He flipped that bitch the fuck over. Yeah, uh, unless I don't you don't typically see cars spontaneously. Yeah, catch on Yeah. Unless, unless he like doused that bitch with gasoline and he was like, I'm about to flip this bitch and burn up
1: unless he had a plan.
2: If he had a plan, hey, he he executed the fuck out that hoe. Yeah, but I just don't understand why you want to kill people because somebody cheated. Like, Like what type of situation are you in? Like, I don't get it.
1: That's that's just that whole you know how people never learn to bear that ill, he never learned to bear that ill, and and mind you, that's a heavy ill.
2: It's a heavy ill to figure out your wife is cheating on you. Yeah, but come on, bruh. come on, bro. You just you not not all y'all gone for what? Y'all all gone for what? Some external bullshit. And see, that's my problem with the world. For trying
1: today. to love a wild thing. <sighs>
2: I'm telling you, like... Audrey Hepburn taught us nothing, clearly. (laughs) But like... Man. My mindset is... I feel like a lot of us are just so so stuck in this depressed, sad state of being these days because our mindsets are stuck on on, on these external things that we can't control. Like, everybody I talk to everybody I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis is constantly talking about how they can attain something that is not within. I don't hear that conversation enough. Like, you know what? I don't feel centered enough. I'm going to go meditate more, or I don't feel healthy enough. I'm going to go do this more. Like a majority of the conversations I hear are people chasing something on the outside that really is like, see, look what you got. Like, you were in love, quote unquote, you got married, she cheated on you and you couldn't handle that. Like, th- that was the definition of your life was, that defines your life. And for people that know you, that's what's going to define your life because that's what we're going to remember you for.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm like, like, think about those things. You don't, like, what do you, you
1: even say at the funeral? You can't even, he was a good man. He and...
2: wasn't. He clearly wasn't. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> she wasn't either. And, just, it, and it's okay, and, and and even at that, you might have been a good person. Up until she might have been a good person. Up until y'all might just not have been good for each other. They, and and, and, and instead married. of and instead of embracing that difference and just accepting it, you took it off the deep end. She started cheating. You killed her and her boyfriend or whoever.
2: Work husband. The work husband. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: Not the not the. It's worst. the work not husband,
2: bruh. The work husband started getting those guts. Hey dog, it's a dangerous game to play. I tell people all the time, bro, fucking with married people is a dangerous game to play. I tell people straight up. I find it hard to believe that people that have dealt with married people, like if you act if you went out there, you cheated, and you knew the person you were cheating with was married. I don't see how you could look into the future and feel like karma's not gonna come and get me. I'm not saying you're you going to get cheated on, but something's going to happen to you in your lifetime where you're going to be like, damn, this because I was cheating on. This was, I, was, I was fucking with an old girl. She was married. No,
1: I, I remember. I know why this happened to me.
2: I'm just saying, like, regardless of how you look at the big picture, I mean, it's it's that's a severe thing to do. I mean, it's like people that murder people and think that, you know, yeah, you ain't get caught, but my nigga, you took a life. You took a life and you got away with it. You don't think something's not going to come back and happen to you tenfold? That's just, no matter what, religious religious beliefs you have like i feel like karma is a universal thing everybody knows what comes around goes around
1: oh yeah absolutely you know
2: and 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 like i said like but that's what happens when you live in a world where everything that you are chasing is external like nobody is chasing anything internal yeah you got people going to therapy these days that's great they're trying to they're trying to figure out Why they're wired the way they're wired? They're trying to figure out why they think the way they think. Why they think the way they think? But I said it before. Do you have a support system like R. Kelly? And when I say that, do you understand? (laughs) Do you understand R. Kelly's support system? He got bailed out of jail. Somebody just paid his child support. Do you have an R. Kelly support system?
1: Nobody has an R. Kelly support system. That R. Kelly support system is super duper strong. It is
2: ridiculous. And I asked that question to say and I'm not obviously R. Kelly support system is it's, it's enabling because those people I don't know if he um, if those people just owe him or I don't know if he's laundered his money off into their bank accounts in order to avoid obviously you know being financially responsible for certain things that he doesn't want to be responsible for but that's a that's a that's a big deal to me when you when you're going to therapy and outside of your therapy you have people that are really putting on that cape for you because I see a lot of people putting on capes for people that don't give a fuck about them you know but to actually have people in your corner that are putting on that cape for you they're 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 cheering you on yeah they're they're here they're they're here as a as a as a guiding light like they really are they they're really in your corner. You know, like that's some serious shit. And I think that more than anything, when you're on that journey to, you know, fix yourself, that's very important to actually have that support system. That's not going to necessarily enable you, but to reinforce those things that you're that you're receiving, whether it's biblical or me, in the medical field that you're actually sitting on a, a, psychi- a psychologist's couch. I feel like that's real important, but... We don't hear those stories a lot. What do we hear about mostly, Jay?
1: <sighs> Jesse Smollett, R. Kelly, and then you hear people say, well, y'all let Woody Allen have a pass, and you gave Elvis a pass, so you got to give R. Kelly a pass because people like to try to justify their bullshit. And... Justific-
2: justification with bullshit, man.
1: Bro. Bro, That's that's really what, what got to me is they was kind of like, well, uh, everybody else did it. They
2: nasty too. That doesn't
1: excuse
2: nasty it. Than a motherfucker. They nasty too. Nasty than the motherfucker, man. Ain't no denying that. But now what I'm saying is, like, when when you actually have one-on-one conversations with your friends, outside of me, what are the conversations usually about? I mean, you answered it, but I'm saying, like, what else? Like, you, they talking about sports? You talk
1: about sports, movies? You talk about TV? You talk about, but
2: when it, when it talks to, but when you talking about, do that? Do you do you have any friends that ever come to you to talk about their goals and what they want in life?
1: I I actually did have a conversation today with one in my home was talking about he need he wanted to do kind of like some venture capitalism kind of thing. Okay, okay, Although cool. He doesn't know what venture capitalism is. I do. Wow. So So that's why he was talking to me
2: because he's cause we talked about this before, Jay. You have to be rich in order to venture off into that field. Right? You do. You do. But once again, that's a prime example. Venture capitalism. What does that bring? More gains, more money. You know what I'm saying? See, it's the focus is something that it's only attainable by, in my opinion, access to a resource that everybody doesn't have, which is money. Everybody doesn't just have the luxury of having abundant money flowing in. And... When you think about things like that, well, he wants to be a venture capitalist. What is his What is his motivation for being a venture capitalist? Nigga so, just want to be rich. Yeah,
1: just want to have more money coming in. <laughs>
2: That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I rarely ever have, even when I talk to people about being in relationships, because honestly, the relationship conversation is starting to annoy me the most. I respect it, but I'm starting to feel like we're living in times where people are desperate now.
1: And I think at the the age range that we're in, for those who aren't in relationships, it's a big deal. A lot of people at our age that aren't in relationships, it's kind of like, why aren't I in a relationship? This is when I'm supposed to be in a relationship. Society has told me that this is the part of my life where I need to be starting a family and I can't start that family if I'm not in a relationship. Technically, you can, but, you know, know. we're feeling like you should be in a relationship. You feel like you're out of your wild 20s. You're coming into your stable 30s. And in your stable 30s, you look for stability in someone else as well. And if you don't have that right now, your life is, quote, unquote, chaos.
2: It's my thing.
1: Your life is chaos, sir. (laughs) It's
2: beautiful chaos. I love it. I look at it like this. We have these, we have our... We have times in our life where we feel like, you know, obviously everybody, I think everybody was duped into thinking that life has a, um, we treat life like a book. It has certain chapters, and if your life is going right, you're going to reach these chapters at a certain time. Like you said, you're in your 20s, your early 20s, your late teens, you're in college. Well, the reality is everybody's not going to college. Some people are going to trade school, some people are... Are working at a fast food restaurant. And they're gonna work their way up the chain and one day be a manager of that fast fast food restaurant. Some people may get into their own businesses. Everybody has a different book, for sure. Everybody's chapters are going to be different in length. Some people might have Harry Potter books. Some people might have Goosebumps books. It all depends on the person. It Is all depends. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like.
1: I, I, like I went to the dry cleaners today. Like I told you, I was talking to my dry cleaner. and She's like, you know, a lot of people think that I'm, I'm young. I, she asked me how I was. I told her I was tired. And I say, I'm old and I'm always tired. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm old too. I was like, you're not old. She's like, a lot of people think that I'm younger than I actually am. She's Asian. Mm, Hispanic. Hispanic. Okay. And she, uh, and I go, how old are you? She's like, I'm 31. And I was like, oh, no shit. She, I was like, I'm 31 too. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, when's your birthday? You know, she's like some Leo sign or whatever. And um, wow. she goes, she goes, you got any kids? I'm like, no, I don't have any kids. She's like, oh, I got three. Oh. So my oldest will be fourteen. Mm. And it just looks at the parallel of our lives because here yeah. we are, both thirty-one years old. Mm-hmm. She has three kids. Mm-hmm. I have none. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I have the full degree. You know, she like, own that directly? No, she doesn't. Oh, own she's it. Just she there. just works there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you know everybody's life doesn't doesn't come up at the same time. So I might look at, at a J Mark and see that he has his family, and I might look at a Trey and see that he has his family, and I look at myself, and I don't have one. But does that mean that I'm I'm lacking or that I'm behind? According to my book, I might be on the right
2: page. Definitely, definitely. Like I said, I mean, we don't even have to get into um, biological clocks and all that bullshit. It, the, the, the fact of the matter is when it's for you, that's when you will receive it. I truly believe that regardless of religion I I really feel like from a from the aspect of just enjoying life and seeing life from so many different perspectives and talking to so many people I truly believe that when it is for you you will receive it. And I do not think that a lot of people it's sad that in 2019 with as much knowledge and as much information that we have in our faces and our grasp that we still have to constantly tell people like hey bro Calm down. It's going to come to you when it's time. Like, I don't feel like I should necessarily have to tell people that all the time. The only people that I feel like I are on a path where it's sort of a fresh start are people like my, my son, like my son's he's, four, he's 14. So I'm looking at him. Like you still have a bunch of wrongs that are about to be in front of you and a bunch of rights. And all I can tell you right now is decisions, decisions, decisions. Don't be scared to make them. And the brighter you are, the more confident you become, the better you are, the better you are going to be at making decisions. And, and, and low key, like this is my advice to my female friends and male friends that are out there seeking relationships. I feel like we have a, we do a bad job at observing our, um, you had a question. What was the question that you posted? Um, Um, you didn't really get any feedback on it.
1: Oh, what was the biggest (laughs) mistake you made that you were glad you did?
2: Okay. See, I think people hate to say, you know, Put you know, term the word mistake with children, but I mean, I'm glad I had my son. Yeah, because my son, I don't look at my son like a mistake, but at the same time, he that's not something that I was like planning and prepared for. And I felt like if I didn't have my son, that I wouldn't be in a position to think ahead and think and, and like realize why I did certain things that I did. I think a lot of people do things and they never they never really have to um, answer to the repercussions because mm-hmm. they always had people bail them out. But see, my, my mom was kind of tough on me. See, when, when I had my son, it was like, yeah, my mom was looking at me like, you did this. What you going to do? And I think that I appreciated that because
1: it, it it definitely made me grow up. Some accountability. Exactly. Well, the most accountability ever.
2: Exactly. And I, I think that in America, we have a lot of people out here that just talk, talk, talk. And you look at them and be like, well, what are you accountable for? What are you responsible for? And I'm not saying that I'm on a, 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 a the, the, the higher part of the heart hierarchy just because I have a child. But I do look at myself in a way that it's like, well, I feel like I have the right to talk about certain things because of the fact that, shit, I've been there. And in so many ways, yeah, I'm talking to you from the age I am now. But 30 years ago, the average person that was in my seat, that was in my position, that had a 14-year-old child, probably was in their 40s. You know, as times, as the time went on and we talk about sexual liberation all the time, as the times went on from the seventies to the eighties to the nineties, it's almost like people are oblivious to the fact that the birth rate, not, not, not the birth rate, but the birth age of, of mothers decreased more and more. Like it was unheard of. I mean, not, it was, it was not saying that it was um not happening it was much more rare for a 14 or 15 year old girl in the 60s to have a baby compared to a a, a 14 15 year old girl in 2004 having a child it, it's almost a norm now it's some it's so much a norm now that we have teen mom reality TV shows we just cool with it yeah you know is is that something to be cool with now you got to ask yourself talking to a guy like Robert Kelly if you're in a position (laughs) to where we normalize the fact that younger women are having kids and then when you go we even had people feedback on this when we were talking about it on the other episode we had people talk about well shit my grandma got married when she was 14 see with science something that people hate but with science people started to realize well you know that ain't right it's not only it's not only not morally right but scientifically like you're putting that that young person at risk by doing that and that's why i look at america and i look at them like man do y'all really care about do y'all really care about these inner city kids that are going down the path that they're going down because a lot of these inner city kids are just looking at life like well the adults are doing it and i'm looking on tv and it looks like it's cool
1: so i'm gonna do it too because and, I want to be grown,
2: you, you know. I
1: might the, as well be grown. I'm here by myself most of the time. I'm, I'm in a single parent household, and my parent, you know, pays no attention to me because they're doing so much to provide. Oh man, I might as well be grown. Oh, and,
2: and people try to blame the boomers for that, but I feel like you really can't ba- you can't really blame the baby boomers for taking advantage of of a golden era. It was the golden age. Shit, houses were thirty thousand dollars. a Bam, thirty thousand dollar house. I'm making twenty dollars an hour in 1988. But let's get it. I can't be mad at them for that. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't be mad at corporations, the government, for you know, and and and, and people of higher academic um, caliber for not warning us of the casualties of frivolous spending and all these manufacturers blowing up and outsourcing jobs, like. People never really look at the at the at the casualties of the shit because all they're worried about at that time is the optics of how shit look at that moment. Yep. Shit is going good now. That's all I give a fuck about. That's the American way, and I kind of feel like, yeah, we are where we are now. The fact that there are a lot of single parent homes out there, and a lot of a lot of single parent homes out there, no matter what anybody says it doesn't it doesn't receive the children don't receive the same type of love as a dual parent household based on the fact that they start to look at life as i talked i talked about this with you before as like um everything is transactional everything is financial everything is based off of if i don't have if i don't have then i can't do i can't do and and that's when it comes back to what are we what, why are we so focused on the external when if every time I have a chance to really talk with my son, I'm letting them know like, hey, it's important to realize like being, being confident is important. Being, being confident is hella important. Being, res- being respectable is important. Um, having a good attitude towards people is important. Like all those things that you need to get together in order to make sure that as a foundation within yourself, that you are good, that is important because that way, you don't have to be like fifty percent of the moms in America that are on valiums and antidepressants. You ain't got to be like that, mm-hmm. because if you raise a child or if you teach a person, an individual to um, to realize that everything that you want is gonna be more beneficial to you if you focus on self health and self wealth, and, and we're not we're not we're not focused on that at all in America. That's that's why America's not okay.
1: People <laughs> fail to realize that. The biggest asset that you can build is your knowledge base, your knowledge base of any and everything that you can like the, the value, more you know, yeah. the value of picking up and reading just about anything, mm-hmm. even if it's a comic book, mm-hmm. you know, the, that exercise of your mind is just as important as the exercise in your body. And that knowledge that you build from knowing, Hey, this is how you bounce a checkbook. This is how you address an, an envelope. This is how you make a resume. This is how you present yourself in the people that can employ you. Like people think that, yeah, I can talk like in the barbershop. Like I talk at work. If you work at the barbershop, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, like your whole life, you've carried your, yourself around your friends a different way than you've carried yourself around your parents and your elders. When you get into this work workspace, you carry yourself differently in this workspace than you do when you're at home in your personal space. Mm hmm. And people think that you should just be able to translate that across. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. You shouldn't be as comfortable at work as you are at home. You're at work to do a job. You're at work to make the money and build a career that's going to support what you do at home. So you need to go in there serious as hell.
2: Who do you think has a big problem with that?
1: It's us. We have the big yeah, problem yeah. with that.
2: That's wild to me. It's like, what, what were you taught? What were you expecting when you came into the workforce?
1: I was expecting that, hey you finna gonna go here you're gonna do this job you're gonna get paid to do it then you're gonna go home that's kind of what, that's why i, I was it was i wasn't I didn't come into the workforce thinking that I'm gonna make myself at home you know i'm I'm gonna talk to them like I talk to my sister and you know I'm gonna openly you know do whatever like i'm I'm at home because I'm not at home
2: to bring it back to bring it back for what was we talking about earlier. Think about the aspect of a work husband. You think about what you just saying and think about the aspect of a work husband. The aspect of a work husband or a work wife is to make your work life more comfortable. You want to feel like you're at home. So therefore, you want to have a work auntie. You want to have a work husband, a work wife. You know, you want to have a sister friend at work. You want to have a brother. Like, You want work to be so comfortable for you because... You want to create a safe space within an environment that's supposed to be professional. And I think this is just, I might be grasping at straws, but I think that we are becoming so unrealistic in this country with our perceptions on things that we pretty much piss ourselves off. Like I posted on IG the other day, that that uh the GOP or whatever or the congressman was like, you know, black older black women are antiques or whatever. And I mean, obviously that enrages people. But it's like you're dealing with people that have been racist, that have been prejudiced towards you for the past four hundred years.
1: You think they're just gonna wake up and change one
2: day? It is not going to happen. It's not gonna happen.
1: And at the same time, you're not just gonna wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm going to give him a chance. Mm-mm. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-mm. Maybe he didn't mean that racial. Maybe that was just a, a youth, a euphemism.
2: My question to you, Mr. J. Why is it that you, I mean, me personally, I'm going to answer it first. Me personally. Um, my question is, why is it that you like, when you see racist things and you see like all this news about bigotry and sexism, Why is it that it doesn't really like enrage you to the point you don't go to Twitter or Instagram and show you're pissed off?
1: I have a sense of, if it's not directed at me, Mm -hmm. I can only get upset about it to a certain extent. Gotcha. So yes, I, I I see it. I I realize it. You know, people are empathize. Yeah. But at the same time, that's not directed at me. So I can't get out there and protest. I can get out there and protest with you of course and and not by Gucci and and not by yeah, Burberry and, I and stuff like that. And see <laughs> and I and see that that's on a on a wide scale. Mm-hmm. You know, that's directed at black people as a whole. Now, I show I see this and it's a clip of you going off on this person or this person going off on you. I don't know how you got there, man. That's what, that's what gets me. I don't know how you got to this point before the cameras came on.
2: Not too long ago here in the city of Houston, I want to say it was in the Kingwood area. Uh, I know our, our uh, the, boy, the homie Chris, he sent the video of a lady that was, uh, basically she was talking shit to this black couple because, um, they basically, I want to say that somebody had a dog out there. Somebody was taking baby pictures.
1: Yeah, I'm and somebody
2: that. had a dog, and all I heard the black lady say was, "You're racist, you're racist," and then, you know, obviously you could see the tension was there, and then you know, Chris was like, you know, how do you feel about this? And I was like, I haven't seen enough. I don't know what's going on.
1: Like I have to, I have to believe that this woman just came up on ten. Yeah, I I have to believe that based on based on this video evidence. Yeah, she just came up on 10. I, I don't know if, if she was walking down the walkway and y'all were blocking it and she yeah. was like, Excuse me and you was like, No, nah, you can go around. Like, I don't I don't know what the climate of the of that interaction was. I don't know your feelings, I don't know her feelings, I don't know what kind of day y'all were having. I just know from the moment the camera came on, she was already upset.
2: Everybody was upset. Yeah. And that and that's that's my reasoning for not jumping the gun so fast. Because one I don't believe everything that is given to me by the media Two, every time the shit is given to me. I don't I don't feel I have enough information. So therefore, for me to just jump the gun and actually be angry, I'm the type of person that I just need more information. When I have more information, I can make a sound judgment because I feel like another thing that is very problematic in today's society is people are very impulsive. And that's a scary thing when you have people that you're relying on to feed you information and they're just as compulsive as Eve or Heather or Jen or whatever. Like everybody's compulsive. I mean, everybody's impulsive. Everybody's just jumping the gun. Everybody's just wilding out. It's like, hold on. Everybody wilding out. How can I trust when information is real when nobody sat and asked, can I have more information?
1: And it's kind of like, all right. I got to believe Jesse solely because he's black. And that's a lot. And that's a lot of, of the reason why a lot of white people, black people end up where they are, because just because you're this color, I have to take your side.
2: But they're learning that with Kamala Harris. They're learning with Kamala Harris that I don't care how much I relate to you. I'm about to look at your policies now because with the Trump regime, people have, people's people eyes have opened up because what Trump did was Trump made people feel like, well, if this dumb nigga, mo- this dumb motherfucker can come into office and, you know, he could become president or whatever, then I can do it too. So people have taken a more interest into politics to the point where that some people are actually opening books and actually using the Googles to actually find more information. And as they find more information, they some of them start to ask the, the right questions. And... With those questions being asked, you know, you go further and further down a rabbit hole, and you kind of realize, well, like, hey man, like, I don't necessarily know what side I need to be on because, yeah, you're this skin color, but what does that mean to me? There's people of my, uh, that are my skin color on both sides. Like, I don't know what side to take. And yeah. then, and then you start to ask questions like, man, why is she, why is she um, shucking and jiving so hard to get my vote? Like, is she trying to set me up? Because I always look at it like this. Since people like to bring up Hitler, when when people for, people think about the Nazi regime, I think people tend to fail to realize that there were plenty of people in position to make the massacre stop. Plenty of people could have said, "Hold the fuck up! These we're burning
1: people for no reason, for no just because they're different."
2: This. is... Is not right. I know that was in the minds, and at
1: least somebody's moral compass had to be hidden. Like
2: when you have people that are comfortable with that level of human atrocity, it make that's my that's how I view humanity today. I feel like as long as you make people comfortable you could get them to do some of the most vicious things on this planet. If I know that a hey, 30% of the population may go may may starve, but my family going to be straight, I truthfully believe that a lot of people will be fine with that position. That's how ruthless human beings are, and the Nazi regime proved it. And it goes back further than that. You can go back to Stalin, you can go back to Mao. Motherfuckers are vicious. Motherfuckers will do vicious shit as long as they are comfortable. And that's what brings me to feel that that's why the comfort zone isn't a good place. Yeah. It ain't a good place, man.
1: I had I was in training all week at work. And at the that end of the training on Friday, I went to talk to the instructor and he told me he's like, you know, I got a I got kind of like a, a scouting report on everybody in here. And he said, and he said your, the report I got on you, he's like, you need, to, you need to speak up more. He told me, he's like, you're very strategic in everything you do. He said, I've watched you all week. He said, the only time you really got out there and answered answer the questions was when you were damn sure you knew the right answer. He's like, he's like and people look at you like, like a leader because you always are going the right direction. He said, like, you may not always have the right answer, but you're going the right direction. He says, you need to be willing to, to put your neck out there a little bit more. He said, damn. "You got to be willing to take some chances from you know going forward." He said, "You." He said, "As part of it is the confidence in you, and as part of it's like, okay, I might know the right answer, but let me double check." He said, "If you think you know it, he said, you need to get out there a little bit more."
2: I bet that was wake up call for you.
1: It, it kind of was, because like a lot of it is true. Like I'm very strategic and damn near everything that I do. That's I'm Capricorn, Very strategic.
2: Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Why,
1: why don't you speak up? Well, first, because they pissed me off at work. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Wow. <laughs>
1: Primarily. Because if I, if I... And it's a Capricorn thing that once we identify that we're the smartest person in the room, <sighs> we tend to get a whole lot more quiet. Yes. Because I'm not going to argue with you idiots. Nah, I'm not. I know that I'm right. And if y'all aren't on the same page I'm on, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you. Nope. And so that was a lot of my, my philosophy. It's like, hey, look, I'm... You just over here running your mouth, and you're going nowhere.
2: Going nowhere. I see that. I hear that shit all the time in my job. Speaking of my job, I gotta, I gotta go out of town next week for some business shit, and I'm almost certain that I'm gonna hear this type of shit. I gotta Dumb go. Shit. I gotta
1: go out of town next week.
2: Well, my bad. first week of April. I'm an idiot. I'm tripping. First week of April. What the fuck am I thinking? Wow. You're driving. I'm on a plane.
1: I could have got on a plane. You could. I chose. How to much drive? is that? Yeah, I don't know. You just like
2: driving, bro. I do like driving. Listen to podcasts.
1: You know, it's 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 my meditation. I get in my zone.
2: No, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. But yeah, man, it, it's that that's that's funny that you you experience that. But I could definitely relate to that, man. When motherfuckers are just talking, and I know they they don't not even that they a motherfucker can know what he's talking about. But I could I could feel like I've already I've already I have my plan. This is my path, and I feel like it's gonna work. You can just keep running your mouth because I'm still going to do it my way because I feel like my way is going to get there, get me there one minute faster than your way is going to get me there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's fair. Like, why do I want to take your way when your way sounds less, more stressful? Do what you want to do, bro. I'm going to go back over here and do what I need to do. And when I'm done, I'm going to wash my hands of this shit. I'm done. That's it. That's it. It is what it is.
1: It's life. Yeah. What it boils down to. And maybe I do need to take some more risk. You know, but I mean, coming I from a do not I don't, I don't taker. see uh, my str- my strategies getting me into bad places, so I don't see it as necessarily an overall bad thing. You know, maybe here or there when you know I could have rolled the dice, but overall, I think I do pretty well being as strategic as I am.
2: Somebody out there is psychoanalyzing you right now, just so you know. It's
1: fine. Yeah, hopefully they give us
2: a call, help us out. I mean, maybe we have problems, man.
1: I I know I got problems. 99 of them, to be exact. To be exact. I counted them up.
2: Jesus. Anything interesting? I mean, how was the little meeting? And I said little meeting. Oh, my God. How was the meeting you went to? I mean, I know you're you're planning to have a fun year, man. You got.
1: I'm planning to have a broke year. (laughs) It seems like like whenever I'm like, okay, this is going to be my frugal year where I'm going to get on top of things. Everything just starts. Like, like God looks at me like, you thought. You thought.
2: <laughs> <bro>. You thought. <laughs> <Man. Google. laughs> you can plan a pretty picnic, bro.
1: <laughs> Say, man. So, first of all, we got to be the most unorganized people ever. Niggas? Niggers. Yeah, I got you. I got you. ER. <laughs> got gotcha, you. ER. Gotcha. So, we're trying to plan this bachelor party, right? Yeah. So, the, the groom, he texts me one day, and he's like, Boom! I found this. Here's a here's a flight and here's a hotel. It was an Expedia link. He sent me. It's like seventeen hundred dollars. I said, whoa, 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 seventeen whoa. what? Seventeen hundred dollars for flight and hotel. I said, how many? My, my man's. It was like it was like it. This was per person, so it doesn't matter how many people. So I was like, my man's. What? Why? Why Y'all is this? Y'all staying like, in the country? In the country? In Miami. Uh, it's like my man's. Why is this so high? I was like, hold on. So I was like, let me get back to my desk. So I run some numbers real quick. Boom, boom, boom. All right, look, this is about 550 a person. What are you looking at?
2: What the fuck was he looking at?
1: I oh, don't know. Expedia just told me this was the best deal. Of course they told you that's the best deal. That's where they get the most money. God. I said, now, nah, look. All right, boom. How many people you think eight? Look, here's an Excel spreadsheet. Sent it to him. All right, cool. Appreciate it. He puts that into the group chat. Hey, here's Miami. Here's the flight. The flight is this much. I even put hyperlinks in this Excel spreadsheet so you can go see where I'm getting these prices from. Damn, bro, I, I'm a wizard.
2: Yeah, I see. Strategic.
1: So strategic. Gotcha. So then, a couple weeks go by and he's like, "Hey, everybody, let's meet at the bar and discuss the trip." And he's like, "Bring your ideas." I was like, "What ideas do you got to bring? I just planned the trip." I. Tell them to bring a down payment so we can go ahead and book. <laughs> Bruh, bring yeah, down bring a payment. down payment. We ain't bring no ideas. Bring my money. <laughs> we'll figure this out when we get there. Bring some. Bring a down payment. God. So now it's like, well, such and such can't afford to go there. Such and such can't afford to do this. Such and such can't afford to do that. Mind you, this trip isn't until September. Man, it is March. If I'm not it's mistaken, definitely March, bro. If I'm not mistaken, so that gives you six months. Six right? months, realistically, half the year. To save $550. And whatever spending money you have.
2: I'm starting to hear hear a lot of that though man. Like. I know people that can't even go on basic road trips. Because of money issues. And it's just weird to me. It's like. I understand if you got a lot of plans. Like you got other shit going on. But like. It's just strange to me. People can't afford things these days. I mean, I'm not judging people. I mean, I mean, I, a, I, mean, I understand there's things you can't
1: afford. I have a job. There's, so, uh, yeah, I, I a job, there's still months, stuff I can't afford. Six months? But in six months, I can put I usually back.
2: need about two months, realistically. Because I want to be able to, you know, get my money to the side. I, I like to go on trips when I to use a credit card. Bottom line. Yeah. So I usually need about 60 days.
1: Yeah, and that's fine. And that's fine. But six and months? See, and see, I typically put away 20% of my check. And I've been doing that for so long that I don't even miss it anymore. So I myself can get this done. I can't tell anybody else how to spend their money. Cause I don't know their expenses, but I'm giving you six months to get your mind right. And you telling me now that you can't do that. I think I think, and then and, and, and the groom, he's like, okay, cool. We'll switch it up. Cause he just wants everybody to be there. of course And I understand that. But, my mans, this is your bachelor party. If you want to go to Miami and they can't go to Miami, then they can't go to Miami. Real talk. And thoughts go to Miami on Southwest for like 80 bucks a flight. Real talk. And these are grown men. Y'all can't even go out here to Miami. You're not even leaving the country. You're just going to Miami. That's why I tell people all the time, I mean,
2: I give women their props on this. I mean, women definitely are in position to have more fun than men and that's why I think I honestly feel like when I went to Cancun, it's probably part of the reason why I didn't enjoy and it. Why I didn't enjoy it, just based on the fact that I mean, it just wasn't the, the scene wasn't diverse enough for me. And I can tell that with the women that are out there, they were looking for one thing, and it was like it just wasn't the vibes were bad. And um, I can't even say that we were necessarily outnumbered because the outnumbered was outnumbered in a bad way. And I could probably get into that later, but um, it's funny to me how, it's funny to me how, it's funny to me how when um <laughs> I just think it's funny how yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when dudes get together to to plan trips and I, I like I say I know some of my female friends that say they go through it too but it's still weird to me because for the most part females will get it done it may not be the eight at the beginning that planned it it may only be four in the end but it's starting to feel like that's becoming a real problem with this generation like we can't follow plans through no matter how much leave time we have discipline cuz me I'm be honest with you I'm to the point where it's going to take you I'll take a lot for it. In, in the past couple of months I've been realizing it's going to take a person a lot to get me out the house to just do some social drinking this shit is pointless and it's a waste of my time
1: and shit is expensive
2: it's it is pointless a waste of my time and it is expensive it is and, and and it feels like when i go to places where most of my people are it's even more expensive because i look down up.
1: at this tab and i was like i could have bought the whole bottle at this price and i understand that you're paying for the atmosphere and everything else that comes along with it you're just not paying for the alcohol in that point and i get that and i get that but like overall it encourages me not to go out drinking Honestly, when 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 uh, uh what would typically be a twenty dollar dinner has turned into a fifty dollar dinner because you had a couple of twelve dollar drinks straight up and you're I not mean, even buzzed.
2: I was reading the book that you gave me. Damn. The get your shit together book at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one two things that it inspired me to do in the past probably month and a half is um I have a sleep schedule now during the week. Like I'm pretty disciplined in making sure I get to sleep before 11 o'clock. Now I've been doing it pretty much consistently. For like the past two or three weeks, off and on for about a month, um, getting up at this about the same time, and just being real rigorous and following my schedule, and uh, uh, also I've gotten to the point where I've um, it's just more of a um, I just I just get to the point where I'm just like I'm more focused, and while I was reading that book, it made me say, you know, hey, let me let me look at what I'm doing that's wasteful. What am I doing that is wasteful? And I felt like definitely going out, getting external shit that I didn't need was very wasteful. I felt like it was a lot of times where I would be buying something and I would be like, hold on. Matter of fact, I pulled up my bank account and I saw like charges that I made to where I was like, bruh, that was a pair of shoes. That was a, that was a lunch. Shit, that could have been eight lunches. And I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? And I, I was had like, food at the house, <laughs> bro. Can you say that again, bro?
1: I had food at the house is one of the most, one of the most crucial things ever. You just be pissed. I got food at the house. Why am I even doing this? That is pure lack of discipline.
2: And funny, funny as that is, even though I still will go grab out like some Wingstop, like you just saw. I can do that comfortably now because I feel like that benefits everybody in my household rather than me going out and getting four drinks. And I mean, I, and me, I don't even drink hard liquor like that. I stopped drinking hard liquor like a while ago. Like if I'm not like just kicking it at the house or just like on some real chill shit, then the hard liquor is just on to the side because, um, speaking of Houston again.
1: Wait, um, hey, hey, has Houston given you a day yet? They need to. Okay, I'm still waiting on mine, too.
2: No Boundaries does deserve a day.
1: Every, I we mean, should. if you hand them out like hotcakes.
2: Why, why did Meek Mill get a day? I don't even know. Why did Cardi B get a day?
1: I don't even know. Like, they slid Meek under the radar. Like, I didn't even know he was in town. Hell, he might not have been in town when no, he, he got his, his day. No, he went
2: to a Boys and Girls Club out here.
1: Oh, that's all you got to do? That's all you got to do. Man, I gave a homeless got like 10 bucks one day. Yeah, I did, too.
2: I gave a homeless homeless guy unless you don't go some some uh, some ice cream.
1: I I matter of fact, I gave a homeless guy a little Caesar's pizza one day after church. Damn. I deserve a day.
2: You do deserve a day. That's fucked up, man. They don't appreciate us regular guys. <sighs> they they you have to be out rapping about bitches and hoes. You have to shake your ass on a stripper pole, have long weave in your head, and Let's see what else.
1: Uh, DJ Mr. Rogers has a day. Not be very respectful. Slim Thug has a day. Uh huh. Zero uh-huh. has a day. Uh huh. Does Just Britney have a day? She she might as well. She might as well. Beyonce doesn't have a day. She doesn't need a day. She though. don't really mess with she, us like she that don't. No more.
2: She don't need a day. Um, Salangs don't have a day.
1: Uh, does she have a day? The nose uh-huh. does the nose have a day? They probably need need a month, huh? Just really though. Does DJ Screw have a day? Does he have June twenty seven? Uh,
2: not officially no. Oh. Yeah. Does Big Mo have a day. No. Fat Pat. No. Hog. Mm-hmm. SPM. Man, he's a pedophile. So
1: no, you can't give him a day. Yeah. Ghetto boys.
2: Mm-mm. Scarface don't have a day. Scarface was, wow. as a matter of fact, he was in jail not too long ago because of child support. So he definitely doesn't have a day. Wow. You know. But hey.
1: wait, does not UGK have a day? I think Bun B has a day, and
2: he's he's not from Houston, so no. he probably has a day in Port Arthur.
1: He probably has a day in Houston, too, because, I mean... You we know, just we're giving them all like hotcakes. Well, white people have days.
2: Shit, Paul Wall got a day, I think. Yeah. Steve Jobs might have a day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the Astros won the World Series, I think they all got individual days.
2: They might as well. I'm pretty sure J.J. watt will have a day soon.
1: And James, James Harden has a day, but it's on leap year, because he travels from year to year.
2: Woo! <laughs> they were scared. They thought he went down the other day.
1: Boy, that's... Panicked.
2: Bruh, it don't matter. He can go down the day tomorrow. They still going out second round. Get the fuck out of here.
1: That tank going to run on empty. It don't matter. That no playoff matter. defense different. Bruh.
2: Bruh, Denver, Golden State. Golden State, OKC. That's all. Top three teams. And everything after that don't matter.
1: I can see that. I can and see I
2: truly that. don't believe in Denver. But that's mm. neither here nor there.
1: But yeah, man, through.
2: I don't know what's going on in Houston. But I brought up Houston to say that um, about – 10, 15 miles up the street from me, this kid was walking back home from McKinseyetta, and um, he got knocked into a ditch by a drunk driver. That bothers me because we have things like Uber and Lyft and rideshare services that provide for people to not have to drive drunk. But it was so many things involved in that that bothered me to the point where I was like, well, why is this kid walking home at night from McKinseyetta? And I don't know how far he had to walk, but I'm looking at the family like, damn, like, where was y'all at? Like, y'all wasn't up? Nobody could come pick him up? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and I put it on them, but I'm just saying like, damn, like, I know that has to hurt knowing that all you probably had to do was answer a phone call. Get and your ass like, up
1: out of bed. Yeah. And
2: I'm like, damn, boy, the Kinsleta, where the kids the way he was coming from, like those people should feel bad. Cause it was like, damn, you got a 16, 17 year old kid that came to spend time with your daughter or whatever to celebrate with her. And you couldn't take them home. Like that is the America we live in today. Cause my son goes through that too. And it truthfully bothers me that we stay in. in, in it's crazy because I look at society like a transactional society. Like, Everything people like to say reciprocate, but I caught myself one day saying reciprocate, and I said fuck that. People don't give a fuck about reciprocating. It's a transaction. They want to put something into the fucking machine. They put it in the jukebox, and whatever they put in the jukebox is what they want to get out. That's why I was telling you the other day. A lot of people are fake as fuck, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships. They like to they like to put on this um, relationship mask, and it's like, well, when you put the right amount of quarters in me that's when you're going to get the person that you want to marry or want to be with. But until you put the right amount of quarters in me or whatever, then you're not going to get that person. And I, I, go ahead. I
1: mean, I mean, there's, there's a point where it's, it's like where this person is giving you so much energy and they're giving you so much energy there. Or like you said, like it's a vending machine. They're putting so much change into the, into your machine until they're going to want something in return. And then that's when it flips. And I'm not going to say it becomes selfish because I believe that once you, what you get in, you should also get out. But you know, it switched kind of like, okay, now you got to give me something. You know, I've been give I've been putting all these deposits in you. I've been putting all these deposits in you. Now I need to make a withdrawal. I need you to give me something and it better have some interest on it.
2: That's fucked up though. Once again, let's get back to, is it? I'm saying like when you say,
1: (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not, you're not, you're not, you're not a charity. (laughs) They're just not giving something to a charity.
2: I understand the goodness. well, You're only like that well. because of the transactional society that you're a part of now. Because there was a point in time where you probably wouldn't have gave a damn if you felt like the person you were dealing with was genuinely appreciative of the things that you were giving them. And you knew that they got me eventually. That You say with interest, but you're saying with interest because it's like, I'm only going to give you so long. That's what we. That's what banks do. I'm only gonna give you so long. I'm taxing your ass. Yeah. You know this. I'm not gonna allow this student loan debt to build up so much without having to put some type of tax on it. So and I know you, you. Me and you are very similar in that. Like we we enjoy you. You put it on your Twitter. I enjoy doing things for people, but it's the fact that you live in a society where you feel like you've got you've gotten that so much for people. Deposit. 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 Now I was like, damn, I got a loan shark you now. You don't want to be like that. But it's fair that you're like that, but you don't want to be like that though.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm just saying, like, that's why I say it's fucked up. It's necessary now, but it's still fucked up. I don't want to be like that. I want to be able to do something for people and to walk away from being like, you know what? I know when they do something for me eventually, they probably gonna outshare. they probably gonna out give me. Or it's going to be so incredible, I'm the, I'm a, I'm going I'm to I'm just want to give back again, you know, like, that's where it should be, you know, it sh, and, and it should be to the point where you're, when you're uh, one of my favorite quotes I've seen on social media is like, um, make sure that, um, damn, I forgot how it goes, god damn, but it's, it's go. It, it's something along the lines of making sure that people that aren't, you know, showing you love aren't bragging about it, you know what I'm saying, like, basically, like, you got people out here that's doing shit for you, but behind their back, they're like, yeah, man, I... I, mean, I pay that nigga rent. You know what I'm saying? I, and then Every time he go me, I pay his way in. But it's like, bro, like, if you're going to brag about doing that shit, why you even doing it? Yeah. That shit ain't real. That's clout. Oh, man. Did 2 Chains have a track on his album by clout?
1: I don't know. I, I still feel indifferent about the 2 Chains album. I
2: don't feel indifferent about it. It, needs, it belongs in the trash can.
1: Bro, that's my favorite trash rapper, though.
2: It belongs and, in the trash
1: can. And he tried to go for substance. It belongs in the trash can. Bro, do you see how salty he is about not getting that Jay-Z verse? I've heard three interviews, and he's mentioned, you know, I was hoping to get a verse from Jay. I was hoping to get a verse from Jay. I was hoping to get a verse from Jay. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I mean, did you just ask Jay-Z for a verse? Did you shoot him a track? Like, I thought that was your man, hundred grand. It's like you, you, you worried about getting a feature on 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 a song when you should have just been like, "I'm the best rapper alive. I'll let you know if I want you on my album." It belongs in
2: the oh. trash can, <laughs> along with Solange's e- album. Even with Ariana Grande yeah, track, Solange's album belongs in the trash can too. Yeah, that Solange album wasn't the
0: one.
1: I actually went back to. Cranes in the sky or whatever. Like yeah, let me. I see the table. I went back to see the table. Like yeah, a see the, the
2: table, table is amazing.
1: This 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 it's is amazing. A classic. It
2: this deserves one. everything it got. Yeah. This one, along with a rapper trying to go to the game, whatever that shit called, trash can.
1: I'm tired. Not of even him.
2: the track with Ariana Grande. Tired
1: of him. Tired Not of the track of him. with the Jay Z samples. Uh-uh. Bro, LeBron would that album. Uh-huh. No, nah,
2: LeBron needs to go to New Orleans and party like he was doing on Bourbon <laughs> Street because his. his his he's not he's a horrible L, AR. stop it Damn. stop it go make space jam too i'm tired of it.
1: that's that's the only reason he's in la that's the he, only he's just out there building a brand LA. he's he's over basketball now
2: Bruh, i'm over basketball cuz i know who's going to win <laughs> like the only if a team from the east win i'm hoping it's toronto cuz hopefully if toronto wins Drake's, drake gives me a better album Cause those last few albums were trash. <laughs> they were trash can material too. To wow. be honest, what's the last thing you heard that you liked? <sighs> Shit. What was the one with uh, his head in the sky?
1: Nothing was the same.
2: Probably that's about it.
1: I think nothing was the same as low key classic. Honestly,
2: after that, it's really just been he just making music. That's that's why I know when Rihanna drops an album, it's gonna shut the game down. She going the world gonna stop.
1: Bro, they, and they could be mediocre. They waiting on a Rihanna album like crazy. But I feel like I. She I'm, really she really
2: don't even have to make no more music.
1: Low key is getting warm. It's, it's about time for a DJ Khaled single. What? It's getting warm outside. DJ Khaled, this is, this is when he drops those singles where he got every rapper in the world on him, and it bangs.
2: As long as he doesn't have Juice World on his album, I'm good. That nigga is hot garbage. Juice? Hot garbage. You're not messing
1: with Juice World?
2: No. He had one song that is obviously a good song. It was on a Spider Man track or whatever. God, garbage, garbage.
1: Everything else,
2: garbage. Damn. And even us, even a, like I'm li- like I'm literally getting to the point where I want to just suspend my Apple Music because the music today is so bad. It is so bad. Hip hop is awful. It is, bro. What's wrong with hip hop? It's not for us anymore. It's for suburban white kids. It's and, and even me as a person that I enjoy listening to to some of these these trap rappers or some of these more melodic rappers. I like Post Malone, but let's just be honest. Um, rappers like Post Malone and the Travis Scott, they're not. They don't. They don't make music for us. You know, it was a time. It was a time period where, the, see, the thing is, rap hip hop is a prostitute. It's it's just going. It's going wherever the highest bidder is. It was a point in time where hip-hop actually had a conscience, but it no longer does. It's literally being pimped by whoever wants it. And right now, the suburban white kids, suburban, matter of fact, I'm not even going to pick on suburban white kids. Middle America, suburban kids want this rap the most. They're the ones that have the iPhones at 12 and 13 years old. They're the ones that are following the rap pages and the hip-hop pages. They're the ones that are Determining who's the next hot SoundCloud, who the next SoundCloud rapper is going to be that's going to be hot, they are the they are responsible for Takashi, Lil Pump, Lil Zan, Lil Peep, Travis Scott. They're responsible for them. Old school hip hop heads that actually appreciate the music, that actually come to the music and see. For people who are going to talk about Ying Yang Twins and blah blah blah, the thing about Yin Yang Twins, the Lil' Johns, the old school Atlanta rappers that were really just making club music, they knew their lane. They weren't the, they weren't the face of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Lil' John wasn't the face of hip hop in 2004, 2003. Who was the face of hip hop in 2003? Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Eminem, Nelly.
1: Yeah, that's what I was you thinking. Saying? I think that's when Nelly had his run, and I don't even think Lil Jon ever wanted to be the face of hip hop.
2: They didn't make the type of music that would put them in the position to be the face of hip hop. They were the face of club music, but see, people fail to realize that all hip hop has become now is basically club music. Hip hop is one long ringtone hit, like literally. People like Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy was never the face of hip hop. He was the face of a subgroup in hip hop. But when it came down to hip hop, hip hop, like you knew who was finna do the real numbers. You knew who was finna be like, oh, okay. Like they're in goat conversations. Like, bro, like really? Like even today, like you get your Kendrick, you get your J Cole, you get your, um, you get your Drake, but it's almost like, damn. But like when you really think about it, them niggas ain't really making the most noise. You got Migos making more noise than them, really. You got Two Chains. You got a fucking. I mean, I want to say what's this nigga name? Blueface. Yeah, I'm let Blue me face. tell you something. Every time <laughs> Tatiana, Tiana, I see anything about it, I hear the beat, I hear the music, I cringe, I die inside a little bit because I know that that's what Nas was talking about when he said hip hop is dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
2: I really. I'm witnessing hip-hop decay and it's like, bro, I get more substance from R&B, legit. I can sit here and say that Solange's album wasn't cool to me, but at the same time, it's way better than a lot of this hip-hop that's coming out today. I just felt like she took a step backwards. And she took a step backwards based on the fact that she was catering to an audience. See, I'm not that Houstonian type of dude that's like, so in love with the city to where I'm like, oh my God, like that album just means so much to me. Nah, I kind of, I, I kind of like, you know, I kind of like my music to still be sort of universal. I kind of feel like I want my music to, to, to be, to, I could listen to it. Now I had to, to truly have to explain it to anybody. Like right. that, that, that music was for this city and she must've done a good job. I guess, I don't know, really haven't heard a lot of feedback from it, but.
1: I've heard most of the feedback I've heard are people saying that ain't the one.
2: Oh, okay, okay. See, I you're I not You're not alone. I, I didn't even bother to ask because I didn't want the Bayhive or the Soul Hive to come in me and, and drag me, but I really don't care. I feel like, yeah, music is objective or subjective. I always fucking forget. Subjective. But yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't think a lot of people are going to honestly feel that album. I feel like it's almost like she made that album for herself.
1: That's cool. Yeah, oh, that's fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you can keep it. Damn. You can keep it. Damn. Just being honest, man. But my point of this rant is I really feel sorry for the fact that we have people like Blueface. We have people like um, Little Ox. Remember the Little Kid? Little Ox made a oh, yeah, Spinner was, song. Yeah. He out here popping now. Like, I feel sorry for hip hop when the face of hip hop is a bunch of. Lean
1: sipping dope heads. I feel bad when they just drop them into this genre. Like uh, I don't know where they go. Uh, I feel based like on the SoundCloud beat, rapper.
2: I feel like that's SoundCloud rapper is a good genre to put them in. But it's still like I mean, you're still saying they're rappers, and really, they're not rappers. They're like they just happen to have. They just happen to utilize hip hop beats to 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 talk shit on them. I feel like it's it lacks so much substance it really hurts me to admit that this is some form of rap it's almost like when i look at a doctor's handwriting i'm like am i supposed to take this handwriting serious
1: i I guess i guess that's when you kind of further break it down it's like all right this is hip-hop and this is rap like these 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 are two different genres in themselves like you can't classify hip-hop and rap together anymore it's just saying I don't know which one. Which one would you consider hip hop? Which one would you consider rap? It's always been a confusing thing. I'm always gonna
2: say hip hop is the culture.
3: Mm-hmm. Hip hop
2: is when you think of hip hop, you think automatically like you think Jam Master Jay, you think you know Big Daddy Kane, you think the essence of it. You know, obviously, rap is is once again it's a subgroup.
1: I, I, I said rap has a lot more violence to it.
2: There you go. it, in in. I feel like when when I feel like when I'm listening to rap, I know I'm listening to rap. I just feel like that's why it's important for people to say mumble rap, soundcloud rap. You know, you go on like you have ringtone rap, like, but at first you didn't have to categorize it like that. You knew if a dude was rapping, it was hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I think once again that it has been prostituted so much. <laughs> it's like. It's like bad you don't,
1: you don't even remember what it was. Yeah, it's, it's stepped on. It's,
2: it's so It's been stepped on so much. Baking soda. Got milk in there. You just
1: <laughs> trying to stretch it. And it's like. Put a little Similac in there.
2: Bruh. And you got dudes like Offset talking about you should be kissing our feet. Because hip hop is at the forefront. First of all. I'm pretty old. We all know this. But it was a time. It was a time in the era of hip hop where you were saying, oh let me hold on Siri, I, I was saying <laughs> <laughs> it was a time in hip hop where if you were too popular you you look like a cornball. Oh yeah think about MC Hammer think about vanilla ice think about those think about a uh, uh, heavy D like those dudes went from from a hip-hop perspective looked like corn balls because they say
1: they went commercial
2: they went because they went commercial it, it was uncool to go commercial and when well, the bigger
1: money was low-key
2: and that's why I always bring it that's why the steve harvey conversation is so interesting to me because there are people out there that still have that core to where they're like bro I'm not selling my soul for money I got principles but look at rap look at what hip-hop has done Hip-hop sold its soul a long time ago. Hip-hop has no principles.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Hip-hop has Lil Pump. Hip-hop has Blueface. Niggas literally are saying they're in college and they're like, bro, I'm I'm getting tired of this basketball shit. I'm popular. Get me popping on SoundCloud. Nigga get on SoundCloud. His popularity reaches a certain level. Blam, we got Blueface.
1: Bam, we got Kodak. I'm cool on campus, so I might as well.
2: Might as well. We got Lil Uzi. Why the fuck is anybody going to a little Uzi concert? Why is anybody waiting for a little Uzi album? Why is Little Yachty famous? What do these niggas talk about? That's why I was I, I respect what Chris said when he saw, you know, I posted a little sky album and I felt like the little I listened to the Lil Sky album just because I was like just shuffling through my album music. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't like blown away, but I was impressed because I'm like, I expected to hear just a bunch of poppin' pillies and and just a bunch of Zan talk. But actually, from Lil Sky's album, I heard some substance and I got some background information on the album cover. And yeah, his delivery is more modern day rap, but he was actually talking about something. I was a little shocked and I actually would say that his album was better than 2 Chains and Solange. Wow. Yeah, I honestly would say that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that West Side Bookie has the best album that came out this year so far.
1: I'd have to agree with that one. You
2: know, and no matter how people feel about hip-hop, substance is always going to be the the winner when it comes to making music. Because even if you like R&B, country, whatever, when you listen to those genres of music, you're always looking for substance. You're always looking for substance. You're always looking for something to connect to. I was talking to J. Mark about Jay-Z the other day. And, like, you know, Jay-Z and Drake are basically his favorite rappers. And I was just giving them shit. But I was like, I didn't like the Kingdom Come album. And he went crazy. He put that bitch on. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Kingdom Come was a solid album. But for me, there were certain albums that Jay-Z would release that I would actually connect with. And I'd be like, bro, like, Black album? The first Blueprint? Like, I connected with those albums. I wasn't out there slanging Big Dope. But I still felt his stories. The, the way he came to the microphone, it didn't sound corny. But when I heard Kingdom Come, I'm like, "Oh, this nigga be Beyonce."
1: See, I think Kingdom Come was the first time Jay Z showed his age. Because like all the other things were super relatable across the spectrum down to down to young teenagers, but then you get the Kingdom Come, and it's like you know. You talking about you lost one? You got tracks with Beyonce. You talking about your homeboy locked up in prison with John Legend singing on the hook? Like I think he really showed his age on that one for the first time. It's Like okay, okay, this is this money is where talk, I, big money talk too. A lot of big money. And talk.
2: then and then he tried to double back. You know? Did he come with American Gangster? Did he come with?
1: Uh, I think American Gangster is one of his better albums. Yeah,
2: top three for sure. Um, I mean, my order I took my black album Blueprint. American Gangster, mm-hmm. uh, 444 is up there, but it's st- 444 still bothers me to this day because it's almost like why?
1: 444 is an instruction manual on on how to be different,
2: and, and, and nobody cares. No, because it hasn't changed nothing.
1: No, you're taught your instruction manual doesn't apply to future. It, it does because he's he's successful as future. Yeah, and that's fine with him. He's not. You're you're telling people how to be Jay Z when nobody wants to be Jay Z.
2: Basically, niggas yeah. want niggas want to be future. Niggas want to be little punk. There was a point of time where we actually looked at people with tattoos on their face and we were disgusted. And we were like, bro, you out here tripping.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you just get average motherfuckers walking down the street with tattoos on their face. We just so confused. You remember
1: how, how, how Mike Tyson did it? We was like, this
2: what is this nigga is doing?
0: crazy. When,
2: when Birdman did it, we was like, what is this nigga doing?
1: He tattooed his whole head. This
2: guy's crazy. Tattoos on your face at a point of time was a status symbol. Just like, and it, 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 it didn't necessarily, was it, a, it wasn't necessarily a positive status symbol. But it was it meant something. Like you had niggas that had teardrops. You know they you know they put in some work. You know you had niggas that you know had you know shit in in the, in the middle. of they, uh the eyebrows. Like it, it really meant something. It's just it's just aesthetics now. Niggas just a bunch of cornballs. balls. Niggas a bunch of goofy ass niggas walking around today that don't give a damn about life. Something playing. If you ain't famous on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, then. Your life is irrelevant. That's how. Then why are you here? That's that's how people treat one another these days, and that shit scares me. Because I'm like that, and that's one. That's another reason. I I pretty much be like, it'd be hard to get me out social drinking because I, I don't feel like I have that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, personality wise, I go places. I'm enjoy myself. But it's like, Duval said it best. Like, y'all niggas. He went to the Super Bowl, and he was like, y'all niggas, ain't even having fun no more. Y'all just out here. Showing the world that y'all can have fun—that's scary. That's very scary to me.
1: Like I can go to these places and have fun, but I'm not. I'm really not gonna have fun. fun. I'm just gonna
2: show people that I can have I fun. I can. I'm gonna flex on y'all.
1: Super flex. God,
2: like, I know you wanted to have a fun episode, and we we got pretty serious, but it's it,
1: it is what it
0: is.
2: It is what it is. I mean, cause I, I I I get on you know Twitter. I get on Tumblr. I get on all these social media sites and it's like, I- I've been saying this for like the last six, seven months now. Like, motherfuckers don't know how to have fun no more. Everybody's just, everybody's just on some bullshit.
1: Just trying to be outraged.
2: And when they, and when people are having fun, people don't even take pictures of the real fun moments no more. It's always somebody doing stupid shit now. You, how, how do you flip a whole car over? Bruh. Explain this to me.
1: Flip the whole car. And then thought she was gonna flip it back.
2: And then thought she was gonna get help. Why would I help you flip your car over? Explain this Why am me. I out here
1: cleaning up your mistakes? I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't know you. Look at these sorry men just sitting around here videotaping her. Yeah, because I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully somebody send us some help with this video game. By I, 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 her. Sw- I swear, bro. Like, you, she can flip the car over. Yeah, me, me and five other men go help her flip the car back. Thank you, you know, this is my boyfriend car. I got to go home, you know. Oh, but we did that out of kindness of our own heart. Yeah. You, remember, you remember what I texted you? I'm not going to put it out there on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. But, but, no. but it, it, it goes both ways.
2: Hey, bro, I be in the gym sometimes. And, you know, I could just be just out of common courtesy. I could care less if it's a man or a woman. Like, you know, I'll see something I like or I'll see something like, hey, you know, I ask a question and first thing that comes out of a woman mouth, oh, I got a boyfriend. What? I was just going to ask you where you got that... What, what, that certain item from or what is that working? What is that working for you? I'd ask a man or a woman that if I see him do something that looks like it's actually beneficial and doesn't look like I'm going to make an ass out of myself doing it. Like the first time I saw some people like this hip thrust. I don't know if you've ever been yeah, to gym seen people doing a hip thrust. Um For me, I personally feel like the hip thrust is a, um, a more extreme way to pretty much Work out your hip flexors because you can work your hip flexors out on the machine that makes you look like you're trying to have sex or whatever, uh, the the adductor machine. And I just felt like, man, well, why you know why why are people doing that now? And I remember the first time I asked somebody doing that because it was mostly women doing. That, I was like, why are you doing that? And it was just like you know, kind of telling me they, they kind of looked at me like you know, well, yeah, you know, my, my boyfriend taught me. I was like. You did not have to slot that in there. I do not
1: care. I was just. Curious. What areas are you working? Yeah, like, make you want to tell it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry
2: about it, sweetheart. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I, I hate that. Um, I have. I don't have much good news to talk about. I mean, well, I'm gonna have fun when I go to Pennsylvania again. Hopefully, it's not snowing and I can actually wear vans without looking like an idiot this time. <laughs> um, it's spring break. You know, for the kids. So,
1: I, I still gotta go to work. so...
2: Yeah, you still. You gonna be a <laughs> next week. You leaving Monday? Oh my bad, my bad. You gonna bleep that out? Then bleep me. Nah, then bleep me funny. Yeah, Don't bleep that out. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I'm bleep that out. So you gonna be a <laughs> next week? <laughs> God damn it! You're
1: garbage. I
2: up. am. You leaving Monday? God Nobody damn knows it. Nobody never live anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: That's a beautiful thing.
2: It's, I know it is. I know it is. So um I don't know, man.
1: Rodeo, you did you do any rodeo? I didn't, I didn't make it this year. I didn't make it.
2: I would have went, man, but my boy wasn't there. Yeah. Who? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm glad you asked me. Like, Hank, man. a bad name. Hey, if they would have invited Lil Hank.
1: Look how I 15 minutes ended a long time, time ago. 15
2: minutes is, is gonna be going to go as long as Takashi's 15 minutes. His
1: is over with. Takashi snitched and ain't nobody talked about him since.
2: Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I heard Cardi B say that in the song and I'm like, why did why didn't Cardi B just say Wakanda Forever? Like I didn't get it. <laughs> Boy, hip hop, too trash, bro. But anyways, man. Hey, man. The one thing I can say about hip hop though is, you know, I don't hate it. I'm glad it's a, it's become a new funnel to to financial success for these people. Um, I it just it just it just breaks my heart that it is not beautiful anymore. I don't I don't find hip hop to be beautiful at all anymore, and I really f- it's sad because artists that I'm growing that are growing on me are artists that I personally want promote just based off the fact that it ain't going to do shit for them anyway, so I'm just going to enjoy them on my own time. Yeah. While I promote them. You know, if I if I feel like, you know, hey, you know, I, when I'm in the gym sometimes, I feel like, hey, let me post what I'm listening to right now, but I know most people don't give a fuck. So, nah. you know how people are, man. If it ain't popular, if it ain't already popping, then what does it matter? Basically. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to end on this note. <laughs> I talk about, we always, everybody, everybody, even people that benefit from social media talk about the things that they hate about social media. But i it recently dawned on me that I officially hate the social media machine behind movies. Especially Rotten Tomatoes. It pisses me the fuck off because it reminds me of how lazy people are when it comes to just thinking for themselves. It's like movies have always been rated by critics before they come out. Mm-hmm. Roger, Roger Ebert, E like all these people used to rate movies, but Rotten Tomatoes, with the success of social media, has become so powerful that they can dictate whether a movie can be successful, and that really bothers me because.
1: What's bothering me is the people at the pool right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, no, they they wilding out. They walling out, bro. It's like I don't. Yeah, it is what it is, man. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I heard, I, heard, I ain't gonna lie, I heard a lot worse. And I'm like, hey, it is what it is. Some people celebrating something out there. It, I can at least say in the past 20 days, today has been the best weather Houston has seen in a while.
1: That might be what they're celebrating. That,
2: that might be what they're celebrating. But I,
1: but I, I get what you're saying because, like you said, it was, it was a more condensed review of a movie. Like yeah. you were getting Siskel and neighbor and you were getting E and that was it. Now, every Joe Blow has their opinion, and they're just throwing it out there. And then and are then then jumping there's people on the bandwagon who, of opinions. And there's people who don't like superhero movies at all. Yeah. And they're reviewing superhero movies. It's so like, why are you... This even... isn't even for you. But the thing that killed... The thing
2: that killed... I told I told you about this the other day. The thing that's killing me about superhero movies now, man, two years ago, when this show first started, like, I was excited to be able to be on here and talk about, you know, Marvel movies and DC movies that's come about. Like, now... I don't care about the genre no more either. Like I didn't even watch Aquaman until t- t- two months after it came out, just because the comic book nerds in the in the in these in these idiot savant movie reviewers pretty much had already ruined it for me. Because I, I approach a movie, and I'm bringing this up to say I don't know if people know about the latest scandal that happened with the Captain Marvel movie, with um Brie Larson, which is Captain Marvel. She was at a, a uh, press, and she she uh, a white guy I guess was asking her a question, and and she basically said something along the lines of you know, you know why do I have to be interviewed by a white man? And and, and I don't know hundred percent if that's true or not. Didn't really and the reason that I didn't I, I've never vocalized it because once again I didn't have the information, but it seems like this tear down the white man thing is supposed to be like this cool reason to go support a shitty movie. (laughs) I'm like, from the looks of this movie, it doesn't look that good. And I think, I personally think that people that realize the effectiveness of social media say, you know what? We're going to make this about identity politics. We're going to make this about white men not wanting to see a woman in the MCU come to the top. I'm like, hmm, nobody gave a fuck if she was a white woman or not. Because if you were a comic book fan, a genuine comic book fan, and you you happened to, to read Captain Marvel, period, if, if it didn't matter when you were reading the comic books, why did it matter on the screen? You weren't going to turn Brie Larson or Captain Marvel into a man when she came on the screen, although you could argue that you could. Just saying, it's a lot of characters that you that you that you gender swapping, and you and you racial you race swapping. So, shit. If enough people banded together and said, you know what, we don't want Captain Marvel to be a woman. We want her to be a Chinese man. <laughs> what can what you gonna do? You gonna say no? If you say no, what you racist? You don't like you don't like you don't like Chinese people.
1: But what gets me is kind of like you know what she says, you know allegedly, you know why am I interviewed by a white man? Why are you trying to take food off his plate, bro? That's his job. Why are you mad because he got that job?
2: Uh, Let him have his job. You're getting interviewed by a white man after the, the death of the white man that created your character. Let that sink in.
1: <laughs> Stupidity.
2: It's 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 retardation at its finest. It's ego. That's why. I don't like, I don't care about the humans that play the superheroes. I care about the superheroes because I know what they come from. They come from the hearts of somebody that actually were trying to escape this shitty world we live in. Now, this shitty world we live in is starting to sabotage and contaminate a world that those young weirdos, those young quote unquote nerds used to grab these comic books and actually enjoy them now. Now they have to, and these comic books were created. As an escape from the real world. Now we're bringing real world bullshit politics into these movies, and it's ruining them. It ain't safe. I just felt like I needed to talk to talk about that because I'm still gonna go watch Captain Marvel just because. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a not a necessarily a supporter of the MCU, but I enjoy these movies. But I do hate what they are becoming, based on the fact that people realized. What playing field that it was? What's going on is you have your Black Panther, you have your Thor's, and all these movies, and you have these movies that are supposed to be successful based off the success of the storytelling, the acting, and the, the overall impact it has on the movie, the moviegoer. It's not supposed to be about politics. We're not supposed to go watch these movies because it's like you're, you're yelling representation matters. Okay, that's fine. I've said this before. I agree with you, but represent, rep- representation matters even more in your communities, in your in your homes. It's a sad day in America when you're relying on fictional characters to embolden your youth. I'm just saying, could be wrong, but I, I'm just saying. I don't I don't go watch movies for for to to be empowered.
1: I don't go watch movies to be politically attacked.
2: I don't need that. I don't need that. Some people out there might need that, but that's scary. And um what's the guy named that does the Patriot Act?
1: son Minaj.
2: Um Joe Rogan and Donnell Rollins was talking about how that's where we are in society now, where you're 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 um interweaving comedy, you're interweaving in the entertainment world into politics more and more to get a message across that should be serious politics is a serious thing and the more and more we make a joke out of it to push agendas is going to ruin um, how a lot of people growing up perceive politics. And if you think Trump is a joke or you think Trump is a problem, I think all you're doing now is creating more Trumps by 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 um, expressing politics in this manner. I, I think politics should come back to the forefront of being serious and being executed in a serious manner to where people realize like hey you're not going to just be able to get a snippet 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 and make jokes about it and people are going to follow you like i need to hear the whole truth and nothing but the truth you agree do you do you think that's reasonable i it's mean re- it's reasonable it's not going to happen it's, it's not going to happen but yeah, yeah i mean it's just something to think about i know we went long over time but uh you got any words of advice
1: uh, I was pretty trash, so um, I solicited some listeners for words of advice, so um, shout out to my listeners for words of advice, and I'm just going to plug that in
3: right here. All right, Jay, mine's going to be like super cliche, um, but I think it's really good, it's really important. Uh, Tuesday morning, a group of four guys from my job uh, were out demoing some equipment. And a lady hit them head on, and two of them died at the scene. One of them's in critical condition, and the other one is has serious injuries as well. So I think my, um, some words of advice would be make sure the people that you love know that you love them, because you never know when the last time you're going to see that person, they could leave for work. These guys were self guys, you know? they're not they don't have a dangerous job they they're just driving down the road and out of nowhere you know now you know their family members are never going to see them again so uh so my so my words of advice would be make sure the people you love know that you love them and make sure um you don't end things angry um uh, and just make and you know don't overuse I love you that, that's that right or you can't overuse I love you yeah
1: maybe so do you have words of advice is a better question
2: that is the laziest thing ever
1: eh, well you know use uh, resources
2: I would say um hmm I know I said something earlier this week that was cool so I just want to basically just go back and repeat it um no it's not that one it's not that one uh Oh, that's what it is. I said, please try your best to never be afraid to ask ask for help when you need it. Reach out, let it out, because your feelings and healings are important. You are not alone.
1: Your feelings and healings are important. You are not alone. Yeah. Like I Michael think Dexter that makes song. sense.
2: Yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike.
1: Mike was on Summer Jam, man. You Mike know. was at
2: Summer Jam. Mike was in the bed with kids. Mike was doing <sighs> What can we do about it now? Nothing.
1: I mean, you can only do so much to a dead man. You know,
2: spit on his grave, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, basically. Them, them people ain't going, as far as we know, my only take on that is, yeah, he, what can we do about it now? And I mean, usually when people pay people hush money, they possibly did something wrong. So let's try Let's try not to put our these people that we idolize so high above the pedestal that we can't. We can't point out their faults. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I saw somebody.
1: They're talking. all human. They're We're all human. All
2: human. We got cops out here raping people and beating people up. And people like me. You like, know, Oh, my God. Cops out here beating up people. They're human. That's what they do. They, they get pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, They're human. They beat up people. <laughs> people fight people. I mean, it is what it is. I can go deeper. But, I mean, people are racist. We yeah. live in America. It's nothing new. But yeah man i enjoy you being here man i mean excuse all the background noise
1: if man. you hear it i mean we should have been invited to the party high key.
2: we really should have i might go high down key. there and grab me a Modelo.
1: It's, i'm i'm a fat ass i want a piece of cake
2: if it is even cake out there they probably got with that leche and leche
1: cake i'll eat that shit
2: too i don't know I, I, I don't know what that is i just know jj said it one time <laughs> is it is it ash's birthday uh on the 9th is it the 12th or the 9th i know it's the same day as one of my brothers my brother's (sighs) birthday is today
1: ash's birthday is on the 12th
2: okay okay my brother's birthday is on the 12th i just make sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay cool cool well when she hears this i'll just say happy birthday on the podcast so if she hears it she's like yeah they thought about me yeah and while you're thinking about us make sure that you go to itunes and subscribe And as you subscribe, leave that five-star rating and nothing less. And if you're on SoundCloud, make sure you leave a comment, whether it's negative or positive. We want that smoke. And with that being said,
1: this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening.
3: But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world